You are now listening to the Bayshore Community Church Podcast. Our mission is to connect to God, connect to people, and to serve the community. Thank you for joining us today and wherever you are listening. We hope that this message inspires you, encourages you, and transforms you. Our prayer is that this is just the beginning of a conversation between you and Jesus. Enjoy the message. Well, good morning, everyone. So good to see you this morning. Welcome you all here to Bayshore. For those of you who don't know me, I am Pastor Jeff, and I am the care pastor here uh, out of the Millsboro campus. And I am going to ask you to pray for me today because I have a real burden. I am really suffering from NFL postseason blues. The only good thing about no football this afternoon is that I can take a nap. (laughs) Now, some of you would say, well, for the team you root for, you probably could have been napping all this season. So I'm a Commanders fan. (laughs) Uh, So we're in part three of generosity. And uh, I am actually going to piggyback off a little bit about what Pastor Jeremy preached a couple weeks ago and what Pastor Danny preached on um, last week. And uh, he touched about being cheerful givers. And so I want to talk about being hilarious givers this morning. Okay? Uh, and most of you, many of you who have heard my testimony, know that I got saved a little later in life. And the churches, thank you, and the uh, churches that I went to were very legalistic. They were all about uh, what you don't do more than they were about uh, what you should do. And uh, don't get me wrong, I learned a lot of good things, and I grew a lot in those churches, but I said all that to say this, that my viewpoint about giving was very legalistic. Uh, I heard sermon after sermon out of Malachi chapter 3, verses 8 through 11, which basically says, I'm not going to read all those scriptures, but basically it says that you pay your tithes 10%, it's always 10%, you pay your tithes and you're blessed. If you don't pay your tithes, you were cursed. It was all pretty black and white to me. And I'm ashamed to say that I preached that almost cold-heartedly. There was no room for grace. There was no room for mercy. It was just black and white. You pay your tithes, you're blessed. If you don't pay your tithes, you're cursed. Then I had this experience when I was pastoring over in Federalsburg. It was a man who was a part of our praise team, very faithful man, a man who was always willing to help out to do anything around the church and 
one Sunday this man wasn't there. And so I thought, well, he's on vacation or whatever, and the next Sunday he wasn't there. So I went to visit him, and he told me his story. Apparently, somebody on the praise team, I don't know to this day who it was, said to him that because he wasn't paying his tithes, then he could no longer serve on the praise team, which came as a little shock to me and uh, because I knew this man's circumstances. His wife had been in and out of mental institutions for most of their married life, and he had all kinds of hospital bills and all kinds of uh, medical bills that he was just swamped with. And so he told me, he made this statement. He said, I have paid my tithes, saw no difference in my bills. Said I didn't pay my tithes, didn't see any difference in my bills. And he asked me this question. And to this day, I'm not for sure this, I gave the right answer. I believe I did. I feel it was the same answer I would give today. He asked me this question. Would God prefer for me to pay my bills and be a good witness in the world or pay my tithes and be a good witness in the church? I said, well... Again, I have no scriptural uh, reference to back this up, but I said, I believe God would much rather you pay your bills and be a good witness out in the world than pay your tithes and be a good witness in the church. Part of my reason for that answer as, as being in the church for a little while at that time I had seen several Christians in the church who got high praises in the church. They were elevated. They were in positions of authority. But they didn't treat their coworkers right. They didn't treat their employees right. They didn't treat their bosses right. They didn't have a good witness in the world. And I had people in the world who, when I invite them to our church, they would say, isn't that where so-and-so, oh, I don't want to go there. So I believe my answer was correct. I believe that God would prefer for us to have a good witness in the world more so than a good witness in the church. Now, to be honest, God wants both. He wants us to have a good witness in the church and outside. I heard sermon after sermon about how you should tithe. And this man also, uh, after he told me all this, I... uh, I really, really struggled with his statement about I paid tithes and saw no difference. Because to me, it's black and white. You pay your tithes, you're blessed. And I just could not grasp or understand how he could pay his tithes and not be blessed. 
So I struggled with this for weeks. I prayed. I sought the Lord. And finally, I felt the Lord said this to me, that he was paying under law. He was not giving by grace. He was giving out of obligation, not out of love, as Pastor Danny so eloquently preached about that uh, last week. That's when I began to learn about real grace. Oh, now I understood grace as far as salvation. I understood grace as far as forgiveness. But I really had no understanding about grace and giving. It was pay your tithes and be blessed. Don't pay your tithes and you're cursed. And then I got even more blessed by being brought here, being allowed to be on this staff where I've listened to Pastor Danny. And Pastor Danny has really begun to teach me about true grace. Oh, not the grace where everything goes, but true biblical grace. I've heard him over the years preach sermons on the tough stuff, on stuff that was contrary to what the world believed, uh, stuff that a lot of pastors won't tackle. And he does it, but he does it where people understand the truth but they also receive the grace and mercy. So I began to understand what true biblical grace as far as giving was really all about. And I want to look at a scripture that talks about people who were giving hilariously. And the ironic part of this is this scripture is found in the Old Testament. And this scripture is found in Exodus chapter 35, verses 4 through 8. Moses said to the whole Israelite community, this is what the Lord has commanded. From what you have taken offering for the Lord, everyone who is willing, keep that in your mind, everyone who is willing is to bring to the Lord an offering of gold, silver, bronze, purple, scarlet yarn, goat hair, ram skins, uh, special spices, all of these things. Jump down to verse 20. It says, Then the whole Israelite community withdrew from Moses' presence. Verse 21, and everyone who was willing and whose heart moved him came and brought an offering to the Lord for the work of the tent of the meeting. So the word willing there simply means what it says, willing. They voluntarily brought. And it also has the sort of uh, the root word there is uh, generously. So they willingly, they voluntarily gave generously to the work of the Lord. And it also says whose heart moved them. Some translations use words like stirred up. They were prompted. They were roused. They were uh, uh, 
prompted to give willingly, and they were stirred up or prompted, I believe, by the Holy Spirit. Romans 8.14 says this, because those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. Galatians 5.18. But if you are led by the Spirit, now listen, you are not under law. When Pastor Jeremy shared a couple weeks ago about all that the giving that Bayshore had done, giving, you know, to feed the poor, to, to, to reach the needs of the needy, all the different things that we've done, the number of people that have gotten saved and baptized, all the things. And I believe he said the figure for 2023 was a little over $2 million. Do you know why you were willing to give that money? You know why you were to give of your finances and to bless people in this community? It's because you are the sons and the daughters of the living God, and God's Spirit lives in you. Therefore, you have the nature of the living God, and that nature is a giving nature. That's why you were willing to give. That's why you gave hilariously, because God moved upon you and poured out his grace upon you, and you were able to give. Now, look what happened when they gave hilariously. When they gave willingly as they were prompted of the Holy Spirit to give. Exodus 36, verses 3 through 7. They received from Moses all the offerings the Israelites had brought to carry out the work of constructing the sanctuary. And the people continued to bring free will offerings morning after morning. So all the skilled craftsmen who were doing all the work on the sanctuary left their work and said to Moses, the people are bringing more than enough for doing the work the Lord commanded to be done. Then Moses gave an order and they sent this word throughout the camp. No man or woman is to make anything else as an offering for the sanctuary. So the people were restrained from bringing more because what they already had was more than enough to do all the work. They hilariously gave so much that they had to be told, stop. Now, I used to preach this. Wouldn't it be nice that next Sunday, Pastor Danny would stand up and say, hey, don't bring no tithes next week's or no offerings because we got so much we don't know what to do with it. That'll never happen. And you know why? Because these people were taking up an offering to build one building, a portent building, a tabernacle, the place where God was going to dwell, but they were building, they were 
collecting the offering for this one building. They were hilarious giving for this one building. We are giving to build the kingdom of God. And that never ends. Okay? That never ends. Okay? We give for all the things that Pastor Jeremy shared that we were given and all the things that we were doing on this community in Fenwick, in Gumboro, in Rehoboth and all the things we're doing. And part of that hilarious giving may include building a building like they're doing in Rehoboth. It goes with our roots campaign where we're given to put down roots, permanent roots, so the community can see that we're here for the long haul, that we're not just here as a fad in the middle of the night, but we're here and we're going to continue to reach out and touch this community because we want to glorify God. We want to do that. You know why? The main reason I want to do that, you want to do that, because we've experienced the grace and the mercy of God. And we want everyone to experience what we've experienced. We don't want one person see, to lose out from the kingdom of God. So our giving continues, and hopefully it will grow. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 7 and 8 says this. Each man should give what he has decided in his heart, again implies willingly to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Listen, I've been in the church for a long time, and I've seen a lot of things. People give for all kinds of reasons. Like the man I talked about earlier gave because he felt compelled to because the law said you give, okay? People give because they're envious or they don't want to be shown up. I've been in services where pastors been raising money for missionaries. Now, this hasn't happened in this church, but in some of the other churches I've been in, and Brother Joe raised, I'll give $100 a month. And Brother Sam over here says, well, he's not going to outdo me. I'll give 110 you know? So we give for all kinds of reasons. But the only reason that God really blesses is when we give willingly out of our uh, love for God. And so 2 Corinthians says, God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Now, I'm going to say something after talking about being under legalism that uh, uh, some of you are going to say, boy, he was really messed up. Uh, some of you know that when I first started walking with the Lord, I, I got into the altar faith movement, which a lot of people now call it, uh, name it and claim it. And, and, uh, and I will say that the founders of that movement, some of the men that I sat under, um, were genuine 
men of God who loved God and they had a truth. We all should be filled with the word of God. We should all be able to speak the word of God to our circumstances. But the second generation and third generation sort of not only got off track, but they derailed the train uh, in some cases. But anyhow, a, a lot of that I heard in the faith movement basically was you give to get. And we've all heard uh, pastors on TV and preachers on TV. And again, I'm always careful not to criticize TV evangelists because I got saved watching a TV evangelist. And if that TV evangelist hadn't been on TV, then I may not have ever got saved. I don't know that. But uh, that TV evangelist ministered to me. So I'm careful when I say this, but there are people that you have to be careful about. We've heard them. Hey, if you send me ten, uh, if you send me ten dollars, then God will multiply your seed tenfold, fiftyfold, a hundredfold. Oh, if you send me a hundred dollars, God will give you a thousand. We've heard all that. I've often wondered why they didn't follow their own advice and send all of their listeners 10 bucks. Right? If they believed if you give $10, you get back 100, why, why not send $10 to all their listeners? Oh, you know, so I, I heard all that teaching, I got that. But this, that's not what the scripture says. This scripture says God blesses you so you can not so you can have a big bank account, fancy cars, fancy homes, all this. Nothing wrong with those things in themselves. Okay? Just want to make that clear. But that's not why God blesses you. This scripture tells you that God blesses you so that all your needs will be met. And so that we can continue, okay, continue in giving to the work of the kingdom of God. That's why God blesses you. God wants us to continue hilariously giving. So, my challenge. There may be some people in here today who have no clue what I'm even talking about. And I just pray God will touch your hearts and begin to teach you to give, to give generously to the work of the Lord. But for those who are church people and have been here for a while, my challenge is to you, is nothing new. It's something you're already doing. You proved that over 2023. But I want to encourage you to continue to seek the Lord, to continue to stay filled with his word and with his spirit so that when there is a need presented, you can be prompted by the Holy Spirit and you can continue your hilarious giving. I, I, I said this down the Fenwick, and there's some churches that have the ushers line up along the front with their baskets, and they have the congregation come down and place their offering. But even in this setting, I wonder how different 
our giving services would be, the time when we take up our tithes and our offerings and our gifts, as if we were putting our offering in the plate, we would all be having great big belly laughs, just so happy, just so thrilled that we're able to give to the kingdom of God. That's what this scripture's surely talking about. Now, I don't mean we have to laugh hilariously out loud, everybody, but in your heart, you should be so grateful that God has blessed you. He blessed you with the financial opportunity. Now, I know everybody's different. I'm probably talking to people that some of you are much like that man that I talked to at the beginning, that I talked about at the beginning. He was swamped under bills. He saw no way out. I'm, I'm, and I don't know the complete answer to that. I just know this, that if you'll start, if it's with a quarter, if you'll just start giving, and given with a heart full of joy, not, oh my God, I gotta give this, I gotta give money, oh God, I get, uh. I'll be honest with you, if you're giving like that, you should just stick it back in your pocket. And I don't mean that cruelly, I don't mean that, you know, with any animosity towards anybody. And believe me, I'm not saying that because this church needs your tithes. Because God is able, if everyone in this church just said, hey, I'm not paying, God is able to make a way. But we preach messages like this. Listen, I'm telling you, we, Pastor Danny very seldom talks about money because he doesn't, he doesn't want people to think that this is a church that's all about money. We're not about money. We preach messages like this because we want you to be blessed. And we know the way for that to happen is to you to start giving wherever you're at. I said, if it's a quarter, start with a quarter and say, God, this is all I can afford this week, but I'm going to give it and I'm going to give it joyfully because I know you'll bless me. I know you'll use this quarter to do something great. God will multiply it like he did the fish and the loaves. He multiplied them. He can take, I pray this every week, every day when I pray for this church, God multiply our tithes, our offerings, our gifts, like you did to fish and oil. And I believe because we gave $2 million last year, God's doing that. He's multiplying as it goes into the offering basket. But we don't preach that because we're greedy for money. We want you to be blessed. We want you to walk in the principles of the kingdom of God. And we know that if you do that, you'll be blessed. You'll be blessed. Okay? And it, I'm not saying if you put $10 in, God's going to give you $100. I'm not saying that. I'm saying if you put in with a joyful heart, a cheerful heart, a hilarious giver, God will bless you in ways that will be far beyond finances. God will bless you. 
So I just encourage you, encourage you to do what you've been doing. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Give willingly, give freely, give voluntarily, give with hilariously. And as you do, God will bless you and he will continue to bless this church, which again, I am so thankful for this church and Pastor Danny that has such a vision of reaching our community. And we're doing that because you're faithful giving. Amen? Amen. Father, again, we come before your throne of grace. We thank you for everyone here. We thank you, Lord, for this church body that faithfully over the years has always given. Father, not one time that I can remember in almost 27 years of being here have I ever seen the staff go without uh, Father God, that, that, that our bank account was empty. Lord, you've always blessed, and not because us necessarily, but because you have people here who are a part of this body in Millsboro here, in Fenwick and in Rehoboth, who are hilarious givers. They're cheerful givers. And they do that because they love you and they want to say thank you, Father, for what you've done in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you so much for joining us on the Bayshore Podcast. I want to encourage you to take this message you just received and allow it to go deep into your soul and let Jesus do the deep work that only he can do. A special thanks to everyone that gives generously to Bayshore. It's because of you that this ministry is possible, creating life change all over the world. You can be a part of spreading the message around the world by going to bayshore.online and clicking give. For all things Bayshore, visit bayshore.online to find out what your next step may be. You can subscribe right here and share this podcast with your friends and family. Thank you again for listening. God bless you.